0: Whenever you go somewhere, you need a place to sleep. Listen for exciting ideas and definitions that help you make the right choice when deciding where you'll sleep. Enjoy the show. travel advice show uh, thank you for listening all around the world and we've had listeners from most of every country around the world it's been great and uh, and feel free to comment on our traveladviceshow.com website if you have any questions or if you need any travel advice um, it'd be great to email us and then we can try to answer that on a show uh, today is going to be a great show. We're um, talking about hotels, and this is part one of a three-part series on hotels, so we're going to go pretty in-depth here. And uh, my, my name is Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. Uh, how are you doing, Jerry?
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: right.
1: I'm really excited also about this show Yeah. because I strongly feel, having stayed in thousands of hotels throughout the world, that... The hotels can make or break your vacation.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't you think,
0: Cruz? Oh, I, I totally agree, yeah. If it's, uh, if it's yeah, if you walk in and you know right away that you're not going to have a good time, yeah, you you want to change rooms right away or change places right away, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, we were, it was our fault, my friends and my fault as we were traveling. Uh-huh. But we were in a hotel in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and uh, there are bed bugs in our beds. Oh wow. And we were terrified cuz was going to get in our luggage in our home. <clears throat> so, I mean, you can find everything in it. I even found a snake in my room one time.
0: Did you really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Portion
1: is only a little python, which I'm terrified of anyway, but Oh my I mean, god. You, you never know. But yeah. you know, with bed bugs and pythons in your room, that's what makes the trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Having <laughs> so a python in your room. I'd be will never
1: forget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. in most cases, you don't want to find cockroaches and yeah. uh, broken screens with, you know, mosquitoes flying around or whatever, <clears throat> and you want a clean bathroom, et cetera. Yeah. But I think, first of all, we ought to define hotels.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Now, as people um, read, as our listeners read about um, different hotels, they're going to find words such as accommodations, accommodations, and properties. Properties,
0: properties, yeah.
1: and lodging, mm-hmm. lodging. Now these three words plus hotels all mean the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're okay. interchangeable. It depends on who you're talking to. Uh, in the travel industry, and the hotel industry, you will find the word properties.
0: Properties, quite a bit.
1: Okay. Okay. They use, well, what property would you like to stay in, or this property? But they're really just saying hotel, and. Hotels, as everyone knows that travel, can range from totally unbearable to absolutely phenomenal. And choosing the hotel, or when you consider the hotel that you're going to stay in, it is very, very, very important that that you talk about why you're going to that location. Why are you going? Are you going to go ski? Are you going to go relax? You must understand why you're going, and you must seriously consider when you're going. I mean, if you want to go skiing, you don't go in July if you're skiing in North America or Europe, right. because there's no ski. So you need to understand when. And, well, for example, I was in the Caribbean about two years ago in November, and it was cold. I mean, it was really too cold to go swimming and um, the islands that we were—it wasn't breezy; it
0: was too anything, cold.
1: But you just didn't feel—you could lie out in the sun. It's nice, but there's a cool wind blowing, and it just made it a little kind of uncomfortable. So when you go is critical, and then what you want to do. Uh, I know with travel advice that I own, many people call and tell us what they want to do and where they want to go where they're going or think they're going may not be the best place to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. critical to consider what you want to do and find the place that gives you what you want to do. And then what type of experience you want. I mean, do you want to go on a honeymoon? Do you want to take your children ages 10 and under? Um, Do you want to go and simply and purely wander the trails of the mountains and things. Um, So those things you must truly understand before you even start your vacation, in my opinion. Yeah. And these, what, when, why, well, what you want to experience, when you want to go to that location, and what you want to do, and... um, These kinds of things must be considered even before you decide where you're going. Okay. Uh, Unless you do know exactly where you want to go. Then you select the hotel. And that hotel is critical. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, I know many people that will go, let's say, for example, to Waikiki. And they will stay in a hotel two blocks away from the beach. And in the room, they look out over an alley or a busy road. And you might as well be downtown Salt Lake or downtown Midtown, Kowloon. It technically, in my opinion, doesn't matter where you stay. If you don't experience and see and do that which you should do, when I go to Waikiki, which is very rare now, um, but when I go to any beach location, I want a room that looks straight out over that ocean, yeah. right over the beach. Yeah. In most cases, I want to open my doors, a sliding glass door under my patio, and walk out, or at least under my balcony, and sit there and see the ocean
0: and smell and the, the beach, ocean.
1: Because that's yeah. why you went,
0: right? And that's the main reason you go to the beach, yeah, to be.
1: Yeah. So, um... but if you want to go to Waikiki, and all you want to do is shop, and uh, enjoy the fabulous restaurants or you going anywhere in the world and you don't care about doing that which it's, it's famous for, then it doesn't matter where you stay. You don't have to stay on the beach, although I would because there's nothing like uh, waking up in the morning, sitting on your balcony oh, yeah. and looking out over the ocean as the sun rises.
0: Right. I mean, right.
1: You know where you are. So that, I think that's inc- critical. Now, uh, let. do you agree with that?
0: I I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a good example real quick. Uh, We stayed at, my wife and I, we stayed in Cannon Beach in Oregon Mm -hmm. there. And we had a uh, condo. We rented a condo and it was right on the beach. You know, it was pretty amazing. Like you could walk, you you know, you get your um, sliding door and you walk right out on the beach. and, And that experience of being right on the beach was such a big thing than being a block away or two blocks away kind of thing. And we wanted to have that beach experience, you know yeah
1: well, it makes the whole trip
0: yeah, yeah I, I remember that all of my, the rest of my life, you know like when a storm came in and then the sun came in our room off the off the ocean there and just the, the, a yeah, great memory yeah
1: yeah it's fabulous Now we have to talk about the type or the types of hotels
0: yeah, the different types
1: and yeah. this again can make or break your trip. Um, The first hotel, we're just going to talk about what is a hotel. That is what most people think. Basically, it's just a building where you pay money to stay in. You check in. You go to a room. Most rooms include a private bathroom, which is also called en suite. It is E-N hyphen. S-U-I-T-E, own suite bathroom. It means the bathroom is in your room and not down the hall. Oh, right, right. And they include beds, and most include a telephone and a television, and that's all you need. Yeah. Well, A little closet maybe to hang up some stuff, but that's all a hotel is, is a place to stay. And let me tell you, and we'll be talking over the next three parts, $10 a night up to $5,000 a night just for a normal room. <laughs> for now, I'm what? talking about suites which go up to dollars That's, That's amazing. And so a, a hotel is just a place to stay and includes a minimum of things. And um, it can be anywhere in the world. Now a motel, a motel, most motels are used as just a place of necessity. You are driving from point A to point B, and you have to overnight somewhere.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And And you'll uh, just just pull in, or make reservations ahead of time, in a town between A and B, and just stay there. Uh, It doesn't have to have golf courses, a spa, um, in many cases even a swimming pool, you want a good, clean bed with hot water and clean towels and have it safe. That's all you need out of a motel, uh-huh. preferably within a short distance of a restaurant. And many hot- motels include uh, like a continental breakfast in the morning right? Uh, that, that is included in the price. But you want to be within walking or driving distance of restaurants so you can go out and have dinner. And B and B's. Now, you know about B and B's,
0: don't you, Chris? I, I do. I've stayed in quite a few uh, in Europe uh, when I traveled around, like in England and Ireland. So what is a and A and B is when somebody owns a home and they they uh, rent out the home, uh, so you you could stay usually in a room. It's usually a bigger home, and and you stay in the home. And the person that owns a home is your is your person that that you interact with, and then you pay them. The people usually they usually they live in the home, and then you actually um, get a breakfast included too. Um, that's why they call it it's bed and breakfast. So you, you get a, a um, the bed and and a, and a usually the the B and B's I've stayed in in Europe um, include a full a pretty a full breakfast usually. Um, and in England and Ireland, it was like eggs and meats and uh, the, whole, the whole nine yards, uh, cereal and everything. Um, and, and, and there's some advantages to that uh, of staying in a B&B. You have local knowledge. I usually chat with the, with the person who owns the B&B, and you can get some local knowledge about where r- restaurants in the area and things to do. Um, and then the disadvantage a little bit is sometimes the privacy is a little tough a little bit. Um, their room could be really close to your room, and I've I've uh, I've done this with my wife before that it, it you can hear things in the house and it's not as if you want to have more privacy it may might not be the thing for you um, to do. But it's a great way to kind of um, have a great breakfast too. What a good way to start the day, eh, Jerry? You know, like.
1: Uh, um, yeah, I've stayed in numerous BNBs. In fact, you and I stayed in a BNB and oh, b in Kanab, Utah.
0: That, that, that's right, last, last fall. Yeah, yeah, right, right.
1: Yeah, and mm. the, the place was wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. In the room, uh, we need to mention that most B&Bs do not have private bathrooms.
0: Right, right, right. You have
1: to share a bath with, um, with the, everybody else.
0: Yeah, even the and, owner, the owner of the place, so maybe.
1: Yeah, and other guests. Yeah, and they will have a living room that you can go watch TV and sit. So it, like you say, it's a home, and you can make yourself at home.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And But the reason I don't like B&Bs uh-huh. is I basically am an early riser. I mean 4 and 5 a.m., and I like to go to bed about midnight or 1. Oh, wow. And I hate to stay on b and because I don't want to come in there at midnight.
0: Right, right, yeah, and yeah, it's usually hard to get in because you gotta have a key, key, or you know you could wake everybody up, you know, when you come in. Go to the bathroom
1: at twelve and take a shower, or whatever, and you wake everybody up.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I just,
1: I just don't want that. And if I want to get up at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning and go walk around the town mm-hmm. and watch it come awake, uh, I don't want to get up and have a shower at that hour in the morning either. Yeah. yeah. And so I rarely stay in mainly because of that. Mm-hmm. And inns, now inns uh, can really range from anything to anything. But in, in the old days, we know about inns where the highway, highwayman and people in their carriages, horse and carriages, uh, went driving through and they would stay at an inn. Right, right. And it's a, a hotel, more like a motel, but inns can range. From quite modest to really very nice,
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: depending on the part of the world you're in and how much you want to spend. But they can be um, atmospheric, classy, um, I mean, just anything, a wide range. Uh, I like inns. The only bad thing for me about inns, uh, to make it a place for more than one or two nights, is they're small.
0: Oh, they're usually smaller yeah. and, and, and yeah. older, older a little bit, like historical buildings and stuff
1: like that. Uh, Well, I love that part of it. Okay. But I, I prefer hotels that have swimming pools because I swim two miles a day. Oh, okay. And um, maybe um, more action. I want to feel like I'm on vacation. Yeah. I like B&Bs and inns. Sometimes you feel like you're part of the family. Yeah. I know. Even, and, I, and you're not on vacation.
0: I know. Just don't do the dishes. Could, but uh, not all
1: inns are family owned, but many inns are, and they're more intimate, such as a B and B,
0: yeah,
1: and lodges. Now, the word lodge, um, to most people, I think, conjures up the image of like a log building, log cabin building, and um, most many lodges are. And lodges generally are out in the country. They're in the mountains. Uh, they're along rivers uh, where outdoor activities occur.
0: Yeah, yeah. They usually have, like, uh, activities within the lodge that you can go on, like excursions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Like they'll go um, trout fishing in their streams. Or you can go up and ski. Right. Or mountain bike, Or hike.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Usually, in a lodge, uh, physical activities are the main reason you're going there, and they have the facilities for you to do that. And that's mainly what lodges are. But there are exceptions. Some wonderful hotels will call themselves lodges, and they can be on the outskirts of a town. (laughs) And um, uh, by that, they mean they're more um, outdoorsy. Usually. Uh, in character. Um, maybe they'll have some antlers or something. Uh, I know in Park City, uh, there are several hotels that are lodges, and they're right downtown. Right. But you walk in and you think you're out uh, out in the countryside, out in the mountains or something. Uh, they're really nice. They range from modest, modest price to expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're usually kind of themed to the lodge too. They, they kind of deck them um, out more, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, like the decorations with a lodge is kind of a
1: more yeah, it's just the outdoor uh, motif. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rest, uh, rustic, and, right? Uh, really macho type <laughs> of atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, And then hostels. Have you stayed in any hostels, Chris?
0: I have. I I I um I really enjoyed. I I traveled quite a bit in my twenties. Kind of. Uh, really 20s, mid-20s, and I basically lived in hostels for for quite a while, or just traveled in hostels, and I I really enjoyed hostels a lot. Um, You know, you don't have the, well, some some hostels actually have private rooms where you can rent. They're a little bit more expensive, but not, not too much more. So you can have a private room, and then you can sleep with like 10 people in your room on bunk beds, kind of, so everybody's sleeping in the same room. You share the same shower or the a big, a bigger shower and bathroom. Um, but but I think the best part, Jerry, about hostels is most some most of them have a communal kitchen, like a kitchen where right um, everybody cooks and stuff. And it's a great way to meet fellow travelers, you know. And uh, and for me, I I I created great friends um, staying in hostels, uh, mostly in Europe. And um, I just met so many unique people, and then we all hung out together. And then we, we even traveled to the next town together after you meet somebody at the yeah. hostel. Um, and, and they're very inexpensive. I mean, I was paying back then like $20 a night or $30 a night, um, you know, American dollars. And, and, and that was very reasonable, you know, for – if you're on a tight budget, I think they're great. Uh, but uh, the privacy, you won't have the privacy, but you – you kind of can a bit, um, but I remember one time we were in Amsterdam, uh, Jerry, and uh, and people would come in at two, three in the morning, turn on the light, and and everybody everybody's like, "What are you doing?" You know, and uh, I you, know it's hard to get a good night's sleep, but you know, you, you're it's the adventure of it, you know. Um, and, and then there's it's part of it, yeah. And, and I, I I saw all all different uh, age groups too, mostly younger people, but there were people. In their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, that yeah. they were saying the hustles too, you know. So it. it yeah, it, and
1: yeah. And even more so now. Because yeah. many people. But uh-huh. well, I, I figure, I think hustles are really wonderful. Yeah. For people 18 to like 25. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because um, that's what I did too.
0: Did, did, did you when you. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you bum around Europe. Yeah, bum around places and just in the Yeah, because that's part of the fun of it.
0: It is, and you get to meet you get to meet so many people too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. And, uh,
1: now that I'm 72, I'd rather slip my wrist and die.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, I,
1: right. Like B&Bs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't want to inconvenience people. I don't want people barging in.
0: Right. Um, well,
1: it doesn't sound fun, but I love them and stayed in hundreds of them. Yeah from about age 18 to 25,
0: 26.
1: Yeah. And uh, they range in, uh, as you say, moderately priced, but some are getting more and more expensive.
0: Yeah, I I think so because they're becoming more popular. Yeah, Uh,
1: supply and demand, and some of them are really quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, $100 a night.
0: Oh, yeah. I I stayed at this one that was kind of like a lodge almost. I mean, it was so historical and... and, uh, It depends. Like the hostels in the countryside are are what a bit better, and then the city, you got to contend with a lot of other things and security and all that. You got to be careful. I've had people get robbed at hostels too. Oh, I know it. Like they leave their wallet on their bed when they take a shower and they come out and their their wallet's gone. You know, so you got to be. I think security is pretty big. You got to have a security belt uh, with your passport. Kind of keep your. I never left my passport. Um, away from me. I kept it on me the whole time, even when I was sleeping. You know, Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but they're wonderful. Yeah. If you know what you're getting into and you're prepared for it. Yeah. I, we need to talk about Pousadas and paradores. Okay. Um, this is my favorite way to travel in Portugal and Spain. <clears throat> 90% of the time when I go to Portugal and Spain, when in Portugal, they're called Pousadas, P-O-U-S-A-D-A-S. And in Spain, they're called paradores, P-A-R-A-D-O-R-E-S. Okay. And they range from old convents to castles. All oh, right. sort of modern hotels, but they're fabulous. I absolutely love paradores and uh, posadas. Uh, and there are uh, websites for both because one's in Spain, one's in Portugal. And um, I highly recommend staying in them. Them. They can be range from well, they're not cheap, that's a medium price to expensive. Okay, and uh, they start maybe at a three and a half, usually four star, and some of them are five star. But they're wonderful to stay in the history, the culture, the location. Um, they're, they're the only way to go if there's two people, one or two people going, or maybe two couples. Um, they're a great way to consider. In Portugal, okay. and you have your own. Pri- it's like hotel room. You have your private bath, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, then I want to talk about two uh, uh, unique hotels in Japan. One is a ryokan. Now, ryokan is a Japanese hotel. So you, generally, ninety-nine percent of the time, you sleep on tatami, uh, tatami mats, which cover the floor, uh, so the straw-looking mat. And then you sleep on uh, futons. Oh, nice! So if you fall out of bed, you fall like three inches.
0: Right on the floor.
1: And you wear go barefoot. Well, you wear their little slippers, and you cannot wear shoes on their tatami mat. And they'll have the uh, screens, the paper screens, rice paper screens, and um, uh, they're fabulous. I love staying in Miyako.
0: Oh, are they all around Japan in the, oh, in the yeah, countryside too?
1: Hundred. Hundreds. Really? And they range now, they range from medium price to very expensive. Mm-hmm. And most Ryuk- many viacons are located in beautiful areas. Like we were talking about lodges. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, many are up in the hills and mountains with streams going through. And some viacons will have um, hot tubs. And many Ryokans will have a Japanese bath. And you must be very careful um, when you stay in a uh, Some have Western toilets and some have Japanese toilets. And I'm not going to talk about Japanese toilets. Uh, if you, you, you don't want them, okay? Unless you're Japanese and Chinese. Uh-huh. And um, you just don't want it if you're going to go on vacation. But look it up. Okay. But do look at Rio Cans. They're wonderful. It's like the Posada and Peridors. I stay in Rio Cans, if at all possible. Now, there's another hotel that is getting interesting, okay? They're getting a few more. It's called the Capsule Hotel. I, I, a I'm of brand of Yeah. What you do, um, it's actually terrifying. I mean, I stayed in four or five, but I can't sleep very well. I mean, if you can imagine yourself uh, sleeping inside of an MRI, uh, where they put you in on your back or whatever, and they slide you into this capsule. Oh, right. Uh, And are all the way around you, and um, you can't move.
0: I don't know if, yeah, I'd get a little claustrophobic, I think.
1: Oh, I almost die. I'm so claustrophobic. That's why I fly first class. I can't stand it. And so as a result, um, they're just a little bit wider than you laying there. But many of them have TVs, and they're small. They don't live big. And they'll have a mirror, which gives you an impression of bigger space. And the only window is the door. So basically, each one is a little different, but basically, they open up a door, and um, you crawl in, and they're really small. Maybe You You can set up. So let's say they're three feet. Around. Okay. And um, anyway, it's an experience that you may want, uh, younger people may want to consider. Because it isn't a unique experience. I really enjoyed my stage, but I couldn't speak very well. <clears throat> now, uh, let's talk about resorts. Resorts, okay. Resorts um, are uh, resorts, okay? Um, most resorts are huge. Yeah, yeah. Like up to a thousand rooms. Right. Most of them, uh, depending on where they're located have things like wonderful spas, yes, golf spa. courses, tennis courts, tennis course, yeah, swimming pool. courts uh, one or two or three
0: swimming pools, uh, two, three or four restaurants. They're almost like a mini city within them, within itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: In fact, many people go to the resort and never leave it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. They're I've all over the world. Well, yeah, pretty much all over the world. Yeah. Uh, Not in Africa. Well, Southern Africa, yes. But they don't have them in most of Africa. And many parts of Asia don't have them. But in Europe and um, Australia, New Zealand, and North America, uh, parts of South America will have them. And um, they have everything you'd ever want. Stores, you can buy souvenirs, uh, snacks. Uh, Many conventions are there. Um, many of them uh, are uh, include all meals, all inclusive. Um, so there's a wide And some are cater to children. And they're great for the family. You just go there and never have to leave. Uh, 99% of them offer excursions during the day. For example, if you're in the Yucatan in, uh, around the uh, Cancun area, you can take a trip out to Chichen Itza for the day. Or you can go to Isla Mijeras. Um, out over a little island out the way to snorkel. I mean, so you're not stuck there, but it's designed for you to never leave. And then here's a new one. Here's a new one. And I'm I really kind of like them. They're called eco hotels. Okay. Have you ever stayed in one, Chris? I,
0: I haven't. I haven't. I've heard I've heard eco. about them. They're kind of popular down in Patagonia area, right? And,
1: and yeah. Well, they're Getting popular all, all around the world. In fact, there is a website that whenever I go anywhere in the world, I look at this website. It's called Eco E C O Hotels of the World So it's Eco Hotels of the mm. And they list—I'm not going to say hundreds, but they list places, uh, ones all over the world. And um, I choose most many of my hotels by going there. Oh, okay. Um, there are some great advantages and some great disadvantages of eco hotels. Um, I was one in Mexico, and um, on the toilet paper, you cannot put the toilet paper down the toilet. They have a, a, a little w- waste basket, either with a lid or without, and okay. you put your used toilet paper in there. Oh. So there's one or two little inconveniences. But that by eco, it means they're almost self-sufficient.
0: Oh, okay. Many
1: of them have solar heating uh, for the water and solar for the electricity. Uh, some of them even recycle uh, the water, oh, the okay. toilet water. But... Dishwashing and your hand washing and showering—they recycle that. So it's really quite a, a unique experience. And if you're—and they're all over the world, hmm. not all over, but as I said, many places you'd be—you'd be surprised. And uh, they're not a lot of fun to stay in because it's an interesting concept to save the world,
0: yeah, through, yeah.
1: Um, going green, right. And um, now let's talk apart- about apartments. Because I know Chris, you love apartments.
0: Yeah, wait, and you wait.
1: travel using
0: Airbnb. You right. want to talk about it a minute? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Airbnb dot uh, com is kind of a. It's been the last couple of years. It's been really popular, but it's great. You can um, rent right online. You don't have to. You can pay for everything all online. Look at the pictures contact the host usually the person who owns the apartment or or even a room inside the house but mostly I have stayed with your you have your whole apartment so you have a kitchen living room dining room um, the whole thing uh, you can have and um, I think it's a great way to be in a neighborhood and to be in the community um, you know rather than sometimes hotels and Resorts are kind of outside the community a bit. You know, they're not like right in the comu- in the neighborhood. And it was a great way to learn about the different neighborhoods in the town that you're visiting and things. And uh, um, But, yeah, and then you get the local knowledge, too. So it's kind of like a B&B, but you don't get a breakfast included. You don't get uh, uh, some of the um, – you get privacy, though. You get a lot of privacy. And then you, you do reviews, so then you can re- uh, write a review on Airbnb about your – experience and then you can see uh if people had good experiences with the host and with the people so i think that, that that's a big advantage but uh i, I w- we really liked it a lot uh to and i've done it single be, being by myself like just renting out one room in a house um a couple times and i've had a whole apartment too so yeah
1: yeah and apartment uh, apartments are really popular in europe yeah yeah, uh, yeah. for families and getting away mm-hmm. and um, and I'm calling them apartments meaning in, like in Great Britain you can rent a whole house
0: yeah yeah you can rent a house yeah yeah a a big house, the like house. A, a big house yeah like a yeah. yeah and, uh, and so then,
1: apartments yeah. are very popular yeah and um uh, apartments have more of a feel of permanency.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because many times people well, people own them and maybe they'll only go there like four or five weeks a year. Right. And so they rent them the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. And so the real houses. They and, just and- take their clothes out and uh, you move in. And the, another very popular is condos. Condominiums.
0: Oh, con- right, condos, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you can get them all over the world. Yeah. And families love condos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife and I would never stay in a condo or an apartment <clears throat> because she says, I'm on vacation. I am not going to cook. And
0: clean, yeah. And, do-
1: and I said, I am not going to do the dishes. Right,
0: uh, right. That's
1: why I have restaurants. And so we never stayed in apartments or condos. Oh. I have. We have. I- we did, and I have. uh uh-huh. But I, I, it's not me. It's yeah. like a B&B. Right. It's not. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my wife either. We wanted action and no cooking. And but they're wonderful for ninety-five percent of people in the world. Just not weirdos like my wife and me.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it it's amazing, Jerry. How much variety of accommodations and and hotels there are. I mean. Like there's so many – I think in the last 10 years, have you noticed there's so much variety now, a lot more than it used oh, to